0: Philip Blanos, CEO, of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. It is my absolute pleasure to have here Herbert Flight Time Lang. Thanks for stopping by, man. How are you?
1: Hey, I'm doing well, Philip. I appreciate you taking time to allow me to share on you guys' platform. So thank you for that.
0: Yeah, man. It's uh. It's, it's not every day we get to talk to somebody like I, I saw a look at some of the notes and like you put like your heart first, like love and, and, and philanthropy and, and giving back. And, you know, you have this career in athletics and, you know, it, it just exp- it expands so much. So what I want to know is like where this comes from. Right. And my first question is, uh, do you yourself come from a family of entrepreneurs?
1: I'm, I'm glad you asked that question, Philip. Um, Growing up, my mom had me at the age of uh, at she was pregnant at 16. She had me at 17. And by the time she was 25, she had six of us. So I grew up in the projects in a small town until I was about nine or 10 years old. And it wasn't until later, probably around my teenage years, that I began to be around more entrepreneurial people. My mom, she ended up uh, marrying, uh, once I got to college, a guy in my town uh, who owned the fish farm. And he also owned the fiberglass company. So I ended up working in the summertime's Raising fish in Arkansas, sailing fish and hauling fish, uh, you know, to different parts of, of Arkansas. So that was one way that I was in, in business, uh, even at 14 years old, just able to see how that works. And then another thing, my high school girlfriend at the time, her mother owned the funeral home uh, in my hometown. So once she realized that we were dating each other, uh, it was my senior year and she called me one day to go pick up a dead body. And I kind of took a little, uh, you know, reserve to it. And she told me if I wanted to be a part of the family, I had to learn the family the business. So I went and picked up uh, dead bodies. I uh, was able to conduct and be a part of a lot of uh, homegoing ceremonies for people, which is also a thing that has given me a different perspective on on life and not taking days for granted, you know, just working in that environment, sometimes standing next to people who have passed away and watching how families respond, you know, to the passing of their loved ones. And uh, just over time and and doing several of those events and funerals, it just, you know, kind of made me realize, you know, you have an opportunity right now to not live with regret. So don't wait until that person's in the casket and start crying and going crazy and wishing that you had a day back. It's time for me to, in my basketball sense, I have to back you out then I have to box you out. You had your chance. Now you have a chance with the people that are here. So take advantage of that. But yeah, I've, I've been around some, uh, some entrepreneurs, even through the, uh, my globe, try to acting as a, a player and a coach and uh, myself just starting, you know, t-shirt businesses and uh, working on my, uh, my foundation kind of free foundation. So, I have been around business people. My wife's family, they're in the uh the tax business. She runs a couple of those. So yeah, I'd have to say that I'm pretty uh, pretty much around business these days and have been for most of my life.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah, there's a there's a lot to look <laughs> at there. Uh, but I can see how that creates an an education personal growth and you know and and mm-hmm. and professionally. And so for me, I think uh the the thing that makes the most sense is like how did you then going through all that? get into athletics because that that is part of your journey. And I'm, i I'd love to know how that happened.
1: Yeah. So when I was in uh when I was in seventh grade uh in my town, that was the time when you had an opportunity to, to play organized sports. I grew up in Brinkley, Arkansas, I keep saying a small town, but in my town we didn't have like boys and girls clubs, YMCAs or uh facilities such as that that we were able to compete in. And we would play in the park in the backyard. Uh so there was really no organized sports until you got into seventh grade. And at that point, I was able to meet my high school basketball coach uh, who had even at that time had been coaching for probably 30 years and had, you know, been to state several times, state runner up. And he kind of took me up under his wing. You know, my mom, again, she had me at a young age. My dad, he was living in another city uh, while I was growing up. So he wasn't always there. He did the best that he could. But my high school basketball coach, he took me under his wing and he kind of shared with me uh, the potential journey that I could go on. And it started with education. Uh, the first thing that he kind of mentioned to me in, in seventh grade that I remember, uh, he was saying that there was a lot of great athletes that have come through, but they weren't able to take care of the middle aspect. And the middle aspect is being able to be coachable, being able to get along with people, but also making the grade. And I took that advice, and uh, my my uh, best friend was his his son. And throughout high school, I always competed not only in the classroom, not only in sports, but also in whatever sport it was that I was participating in, whether it's football, track, or basketball and what that led to was uh, by the time I graduated high school I was uh, elected senior class class president, I was national arts society and just happened to be a pretty good basketball player who earned a uh, division one scholarship all state and all that good stuff and you know it, it's been a fun journey even up to this point having a chance to to reflect back and thank you guys for asking that just just I'm just a person that's excited about life I've always uh, rooted for people from my hometown always rooted for the underdog and That's why it's important for me to always, you know, show these people who I grew up with, who know me, who touched me, felt me, see me, know that I'm real, you know, known some of my struggles. It's important for them to see some levels of success that I get to have. And I get to let them know that anything that they see, we get to unlock it all. It's unlimited potential. If God and the universe created it, hey, we can go have it.
0: Man, I love that. Uh, Before I go any further, I'll turn it over to Jason to chime in. I know he's been waiting there.
2: Oh, here's what I really love about professional athletes, right? Is that TV shows all the glam, right? But then when you actually get to have a conversation, it's never quite as it always seems, right? You know, (laughs) it's like, you know, then you get to have the conversation and realize, well, my gosh, there was struggles. Look at Michael Jordan, you know, Oh yeah, Michael Jordan had lots of struggles in his life. Right. So, but, but that's not what's portrayed. Right. So it's like, yeah. it's like this skewed version of Hollywood. Right. You know, and are there illustrious times? I don't know. I've never been a professional athlete, but I guess if I was ever going to ask you a question, which Philip knows, I never ask questions usually, but you know, how has that been dealing with that cuz i'm really curious about that because being in professional sports it's always this uh, you know i imagine it's always in your face all the time but yeah. then the struggle part how do you balance that whole thing
1: when, when you speak of when you speak of struggle struggle do you mean like the transition after the game or like actually during yeah. the game
2: or or both
1: right i mean yeah well well for me during during my career, which I played for 18 years for the, for the Harlem Globetrotters, Charters, I was able to tour to almost 90 countries around the world. Yeah, there were, there were a lot of struggles. I mean, and one of them uh, was, I mean, I had two kids and I wasn't always able yeah. to be there for them as much as I hoped to be, but I also saw it as an opportunity for me to, at that time, you know, create a decent amount of income to provide a lifestyle that they could enjoy and education that they can benefit from, from that further down the road. Uh, one of the things that happens with the Globe Charters is that most of us, well, all of us, when we retire, we don't retire as millionaires. We re- retire as guys with a lot of great stories, a lot of great talent, and a lot of good things to share with the world. And we all, we, we retire with other dreams. Now, the ability for some of us to put those dreams into play is a little bit more difficult than others. Like myself, to be honest with you, after I got the phone call that they no longer needed my service unexpectedly after, you know, almost 20 years it sent me into a dark place. It sent me into a, a place of, man, all I have left is a little bit of this 401k. How am I gonna support my kids? What am I going to do? I mean, it took me probably a good year and a half to get over that, but what helped me get through it was the support that I had from friends, you know, from family, people that you know, continued to believe in me even after it was over. Like you could do this, you could do that. Just like before they saw gifts in me that I didn't see. So I began to realize really quick that, man, uh, I traveled to almost 90 countries around the world. I met President Obama twice. I spun the basketball in the Pope's Finger. I did amazing race. I have so many great stories and great things I get to share with people. I get to share with, you know, even the struggles like you talk about. You know, it wasn't always mm-hmm. easy. There was times growing up, you know, with with my mom and stuff that we didn't have water or we didn't have mm-hmm. electricity. We didn't always have food to eat. That wasn't always and it wasn't consistent. But I do remember, you know, having to do without it. I was just as happy at those times as I was you know, during the greatest times of my Globetrotter career. So it's just a matter of, uh, for me, it took writing a book, you know, getting all that out there. It took me exploring deeper, going into leadership. It took me actually learning to meditate and reflect on things that I dreamed about when I was young. You know, I didn't only dream about being a professional athlete. I dreamed about being on TV. I drew, I thought I was Michael Jackson growing up. I thought I could dance. <laughs> you know, I dreamed of acting. I dreamed of uh you know, traveling and bringing people together, and that happened. You know, kind of with the boat trailers, and along with what I do right now, I just continue to try to inspire people and bring uh, bring people together, especially uh, those people who are really close to me. Man,
2: awesome!
1: God, thank
2: thank you for just laying that on the table. Um, yeah, that, that absolutely that, that was that was great. I I I appreciate that. I appreciate absolutely. that, that re- realism in that right. And that's yeah, yeah. not it. It's not always this unicorns and butterflies world. There's right? <laughs>
1: there's a lot of sacrifices. I mean, with, with guys I play with, there's funerals that were missed on the road. There's kids graduations that were missed on the road. There's births of children uh, that were missed. I remember when my son was born, I was in India, you know, and I met him a week after that tour was over with. So, yeah, there are sacrifices at the same time. Best job in the world, that you know, for that amount of time that I had it, that brief amount of time in my life. Uh, taught me so much now that I get to share with you guys, you know, and whoever else is is listening, and the people that I get to stand up in front of, as far as stages, elementary schools, whoever, you know, whoever I can inspire, that's what I'm doing.
0: Now, I want to make sure that we know because you know we've got to hear. Flight time is pretty highlighted there, so I want to I want to understand how that nickname came about. Can you can we go into that?
1: Absolutely, Philip. So the way the name Flight Time came about uh, in high school up until I was about uh, going into my senior year, I had a growth spurt. I dunked for the first time, the final game of my junior year in high school. That's at 16 years old. I was five foot eight at that time. But between that February last game and the start of uh, the next school year, I grew to be six foot three. And we went to basketball clinics that summer and I went from, you know, barely dunking to I'm talking about two hand dunks, Uh, (laughs) alley-oops. I had a growth spurt and, Um, Going into college, one of the things I was recruited for was my athletic ability and the fact that I was a young graduate. I was, you know, almost a year ahead of my time. But uh, ended up having a really good uh, basketball career at Centenary College. But probably the thing that propelled me into becoming flight time was winning the college slam dunk contest back in '98 at the final four. There is video on YouTube of that uh, actual dunk contest. Dick Vitale uh, had the call, and it was one of the highlights of my career, which led me to, which helped get me. Uh, to the Globe Trials about a year later. And at that time, that's when uh, the ownership at the time saw the way that I jumped. They said that, that i should get frequent flyer miles every time I jumped. And that's <laughs> where the name flight time came from. <laughs> now, now moving forward, I could use some of those frequent flyer miles to take some flights, but <laughs> at any given time, I can still take off. And it's, it's, it's also been really fun, too, guys, because when I retired, or when they retired me back in 2017, I, I kind of... Lost my love for the game. I kind of gave up on the game. I didn't really want to be around it. I didn't want to teach it. And it wasn't probably until about six months ago that I started playing again. I started working out within a year. I had got up to like 225 pounds within that first year, but now I'm down to about 190 over the course of four years of just eating different, dieting even better than I did on the road, meditating, uh, just all of these things that I wish that I had, you know had with them, which I had at my disposal then, but I just didn't know how to um to apply them. Things I'm able to do right now have allowed me, you know, to fall back in love with the game. Now I'm doing basketball clinics. I was able to do one uh last year here in my community in Florida, which I'm scheduled to do another one on the 10th, another one in my hometown. Second annual Kindness is free basketball clinic, uh, is what I'm putting on. So I said that to say this flight time is now back on the rim. Like I don't if somebody throw me a good alley-oop, I could probably dunk it, but I'm easy getting up on the rim with two hands, and I'm out at the park. <laughs> and kindness is not as free on the park as it is on this conversation. I'm giving people
2: <laughs> <Can't> <laughs> Kindness is free on this podcast,
1: but kindness may not be as free on that basketball on court, court because – There's a lot of years of uh, non-smack-talking that I held inside of me that I'm unleashing on some people while wearing this shirt.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to look out. So is this jump shot in your
1: eye.
0: (laughs) I'm going to be on the lookout for you with the pickup games, man. Uh, All right. hey,
1: Celebrity games, look out.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. You know, I think there's something you are uniquely qualified to help business owners address. And it's it's because you have the, the, the history of, of athletics and the overcoming of what happens when something suddenly changes. That was a large part of your identity. Uh, for me, for example, I want to gear this towards naming the episode Falling Back in Love with the Game, specifically because of the way your story had unfolded. You see entrepreneurs, and as I'm sure you know, all high performers, let's look at it like that, Mm -hmm. uh, they will eventually come across a moment that sweeps the rug right under their feet and they fall into poor habits of sleep, uh, diet, uh, even emotional regulation throughout their interactions with people. So because of your athleticism and things that you've overcome, right? I know that you have a... An experience that you had to overcome internally in that transformation, I'm hoping you can share with us. And, you know, I'm digging deep here. Uh, What I want to do is I want to be able to maybe break down, picture the fact that you went through that. You said, I got, uh, you know, you fell into a bad pattern and you're trying to figure out what to do. And fairly recently you came back into it, you know, but it took time. Now, if you could go back to that moment when it first started, knowing what you know now, What would you what would you encourage that person to consider? What factors like, look, it might be hard, but, you know, diet, exercise, these things like this is how it's going to change and why it's important. Like, can you speak to that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I can. I mean, I always thought of myself as being pretty consistent uh, and pretty routine uh, in the things that I do. But since I've retired and, and started this new purpose in my life of of inspiring other people. It's It's easier it's easier and it's more meaningful. I used to sleep to 12 o'clock every day, but now I can't wait to see the sunrise because I know I get to get up and share positive uh, messages. I get to have positive conversations uh, with people. And for me, it took it took a lot of support from former teammates. It took a lot of support from my girlfriend at the time who is now my wife encouraging me and then believing me. You know, I, I took a job as a, a Lyft driver. I've driven Lyft in the last five years. I'm a certified, uh, a licensed insurance agent. I sold insurance for almost eight months, which I did pretty well within that within that time, but it didn't bring me joy. It didn't give me passion. It didn't wake me up at, you know, 5 30 in the morning and have me excited to see the sunrise, uh, which is what I have right now. And my wife, she now wife she encouraged me to uh dig deeper. She encouraged me to 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 go to leadership. I went to a leadership training course for about three months where I was able to be around people uh with similar purposes and goals and uh not feel so out you know, alone. Like sometimes when you're, when you're thinking different, creative to more creative, you know, not maybe more creative, but in a different way than other people. And they can't see it, it can be a little bit confusing to you. But once you start to continue to be true to who you are and you navigate through, you know, every obstacle, I mean, don't leave no stone unturned, treat people, you know, with, with every bit of uh, interest and, and information that you can share and be, be a giver, you know, be of service to people. But that's what I learned just The more that I'm able to now be of service to people, uh, it clicked in me going through leadership. It clicked in me going through leadership and seeing people believe in me that didn't know that I was a Harlem Charter, that didn't know I was a basketball player, that didn't know that I was on the Amazing Race three times. I learned to have people accept me for who I am. And that was the thing that transitioned me uh, into this next phase, which is, you know, I've been able to write books. uh, I just finished acting uh, in a movie called Sweetwater coming out. Uh, next year. It's a story about the first African-American basketball player to sign an NBA contract. And it will be out in over 1,500 theaters across the United States early next year. Um, producing, I'm working on a documentary, all these things that I thought was impossible when I was in that Harlem Globe Globetrotter bubble, which was a great experience. Now I have unlimited potential. I have all of that information and knowledge of over 20 years that I had sitting on the shelf that now for the last two or three years, I am giving back and I'm not taking any of it to the grave with me.
2: Mm. I I got, I got to say something here. I, you know, I, I tell you what, sometimes we, we do, you said it perfectly. We live in this little bubble, right? Because we think our, everything is, is great and it's perfect. This isn't just sports, right? This is lots of things, right? So, I mean, I can totally relate to what you said because I spent 23 years in the military. In a bubble. Right. And didn't need to spend 23. (laughs) Right. Right. And at a certain point, my potential far outgrew that. Right. And it was like far, far outgrew that. And it took that extra three years for me to realize
1: what the hell am I
2: doing? It's time to go,
1: baby. It's time to go. <laughs> it's they, go they time. They did me a favor right? when they let me go, which I didn't see in the beginning, <laughs> but they eventually sure. did me a favor. They gave me all these experiences. They taught me mm. all these lessons from not just in the United States. You know, I'm, I'm a health and physical education Maybe I tell, I used to tell, and I continue to tell people when I traveled with the Charter, they'll say, hey, one of the blessings is that as an educator, I don't have one specific place I get to educate. I get to travel around the world. And that's kind of my mission now, to go back to a lot of these places at a little bit slower of a, of a pace, not at the Harlem Globetrotter pace, <laughs> not the amazing race place, but to actually go to some of these places that I've been to and just try to touch the lives and bless some of these people who have looked out for me. I mean, 90 countries, anything could have happened to me. You know I mean? If people had to look out for me in different, you know, hate to say it, nightclubs, bars, concerts, you know, mosques I've been in, like all kinds of places, people looked out for me. So it's only right that I You know, go back and and bless these people the best way that I can and let them know that the world's not a bad place. And I appreciate it. And, you know, with that mentality and hope I can get more men, more people to think like this, we can change the world. I truly believe it. I don't just say it. I believe it. And they call me crazy, but I am. I'm here for a purpose.
2: We're going to get it with some flat time.
1: (laughs) It's flight time, baby. It's time to take
0: off. Let's go. (laughs) I'm about to get that on my watch. Flight time. Flight time. (laughs)
1: That's what I put at, a, at, the, at, the end, at the end of my messages. You see an airplane and a clock. Light time. Baby. Let's go. Let's you know off. what? I, I need to get a little
2: clip that every time I sit down in front of my computer and it turns
1: on, it goes, let's go, baby. Flat time. It's time, baby. Flat time. Hey, the sky is not the limit. We're going beyond. Hey, hey I was up at that five, five 30 this morning, trying to see what was left of that full moon. And it was beautiful. too. So I got the moon and I got the sunrise on the other side, There
2: you go, man,
1: 10 years ago, five years ago, what there was no way I was worried about what the moon was looking like, like it or nor what kind of vibrations I might be able to catch from it. But, Hey, I'm catching all it the vibes. And I'm now we're getting deep. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you guys, you guys are getting those early morning moon vibes right now. It's five yeah. o'clock in Florida.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm I'm very grateful that we had this conversation and the chance to meet, man. Uh, so I want to make sure that we roll out the red carpet and allow people to know like where should they stay in touch with you to be kept up to date on all the latest things. Is it a social feed? Is it an email? Is it a website?
1: Well, I do have a website, herblang.com. I'm not as active on there. I'm really active on LinkedIn. You can look me up on LinkedIn okay. under Herbert Lang, Herbert Flight Time Lang, or just to handle the motivational speaker. But also, uh, one of my favorite places to put our positivity is on, on Instagram. I can't lie. Pretty much every morning, if not five, seven days a week, uh, I'm posting some type of video, maybe nature of me walking uh, with some type of music and some type of message just to uplift people in the morning. And, you know, that's where you can find me. If you want to be uplifted, uh, if you think I can bring any type of value to your business, your school, or uh, your organization, be it advisory or whatever, I'm here for it. I'm bringing positive energy. And if that's what you want, sign me up. I'm here for it. And that right goes on. for you guys as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, man, no, I'm going to follow you for sure. And right, uh, right I, I I usually ask, you know, oh, what kind of advice would you leave behind for the younger version? I feel like we touched on that a little with like, uh, the, I, the I got a little bit more.
1: I got a little okay, bit more. For okay, okay.
0: Put it down, yeah. man. Let me know.
1: So so I would say, so I, I, was, um, I was just in Vegas last week. Um, I'm on a, a committee member for the membership and benefits uh, for the National Retired Basketball Players Association. So I have access and friendships now uh, the past couple of months. I've been in the organization for five years, but I've really become more involved. So it gives me an opportunity to, to help former NBA players, WNBA, ABA, Uh, guys figure out ways to get a better life through that be it through events be it through you know different bookings or just through mental support and one of the things that I learned through this experience as well as mine is that be present you know be present even if it's your job if it's the sport that you're in if there's any professional athletes or college get to know the people that you're with because this game and this job or whatever it is may not last forever so be good to the people along the way, because you never know when you may have to lean back on them. And that's not the only reason you should be good to them. You should be good to them because they're going to make you feel good. But please, please, please value the connections that you make along the way. Professional athletes, upcoming college athletes, high school, build relationships with your teachers, college guys and girls, build relationships with your professors, people that are in the NBA, WNBA, build relationships with the business people that are in your community. They're going to take care of you when that basketball stops bouncing, that football stops you know, going in the air or whatever it is, just make sure that you are present right now and make those people feel important and special. And in turn, you'll get the same energy. So that's my my advice to the younger people, younger generation that's kept coming up. And also kindness is free. So spread that word. Kindness will take you a long way. Uh, I talk about that in my book, Project Popes and Presidents and everything that's happened along my journey has been because people have spoken up for me. So, hey, if you carry yourself in a way, people want to be a part of your journey. There's a lot of people that want to be in the documentary. They don't want to watch the documentary. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I'll say this. So I put on LinkedIn this morning. If you get a chance, check it out. Because uh, the, the end of it was advice is free. Action, action costs something, right? Mm-hmm. Kindness yep. is free. It's the action that ends up costing something, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You got to go
2: do something with it, right? You can't you but, can't just no, no. you can't
1: just sit around. <laughs> it's not just going to happen. You have to be yeah. active. You have to be, you know, pursuing whatever vibrations that, you know, that's similar to yours and I mean, uh, trust me, uh, people can't even imagine how lucky and blessed I've been, you know, even over the past couple throughout my life, just over the past uh, several months, people just reaching out to me wanting to bless me because of things that I've done years ago. And I didn't do those things years ago because I expected anything in return. I did those things years ago because I knew I'd be able to support and I'd also be able to support more people, you know, long-term. So the things that people are calling me about are things that are not only going to benefit me, they're going to benefit others. So that gives me a lot of joy.
0: Man, there's so much heart to this, to this entire story, this entire theme and so with that, I'm actually really curious uh, as we close things in on the grand finale. And just before I do, I'm going to check out with Jason. Are we good to go? Let's roll out that grand finale, baby. It's flight time for the grand finale. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, the grand finale is if you could have invited anybody to sit in on this session, dead or alive, I mean, you know, late or here. Uh, who would you have loved to have had here as a contributor, or even just a listener and why?
1: Man, I, I'm glad you asked that question. I, at the beginning, you mentioned it. I was thinking, and the person that I'm thinking of right now is not the person I thought of in the beginning. The person that I would have listening on this conversation to take part of would actually be my Uncle Jimmy, my Uncle Jimmy James. Uh, I just remember him, you know, we were growing up in the projects. He was the kind of person that, you know, he was a little bit of a drinker around town, but he was always about bringing people together. He was like the, the Little League baseball coach, you know, Bad News Bears. baseball coach that was always there getting the no, literally getting the field ready, trying to figure out a way to get us all gloves and uniforms. And he loved baseball. You know, that wasn't the sport that I picked, but he was able to see me, you know, go to college, win the dunk contest, play with the Globe Charters, uh, and do so many things during his life. And I think that he was probably the first person to show me that there was possibility uh with sport, you know, with sport before even the education came in. So uh, big shout out to him. Rest in peace. If there was anybody that I could have listening on this conversation right now it would be my Uncle Jimmy James. And he would say, whatever you guys do, don't put me on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Is, this go- Is this going on Facebook?
0: <laughs> oh, <that's funny. laughs> oh, man. Yes. And, and you know what? I feel that same energy from you with what you're doing and hosting these clinics and all that. Uh, it's it's good, man. Uh, I can't, I'm, can't tell you how excited I am to hear that you're back. You know, uh, you should have never left. But, you know, we all got to take that retreat It's part of the hero's journey. Right. Uh, So thank you so much for being able to take the time to break down some of the things that people don't like to talk about too much, but that anyone who's a high performer is going to inevitably experience and how they can find their way out of it all along the way while letting us know about who you really are and where you came from, too. It's it's been an absolute pleasure and, and a gift, really, to learn that. So, thank you so much. Those are my closing thoughts. Let's turn it over to Jason to close this out.
2: Yeah, it's a great conversation, and you know we we've had several professional athletes on here, and the really cool thing about it is the 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 humbleness of it all, right? And 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 really bringing it and just leaving it on the table, which you know half the time you can't just get. A normal business owner to do that. Right. So, so thank you for, you know, showing up to the field today and like leaving it all on the table. Right. So it's, uh, seems really to be a a very common theme we're finding here. And we, we really appreciate it, uh, an awful lot. And we're all really busy and, you know, we all got the same time every, every week. And just really appreciate you taking the time to come here and drop some bombs on this crowd and, uh, you know, give give us all a little bit of extra flight time behind us today.
1: Yes, sir. <laughs> I, hey, hey, I definitely appreciate it. And hey, there's a lot more of that came from. So anytime you guys uh, want to have a conversation again in the war room, hey, next time I may put on one of these. One of these camouflage hats I got right here. Ah, hey, Hey, we're really, we really going to be in the war room. Here we are. Hey, here we are. Hey, I got it for you. I'm in the war room.
2: We done oh, a circle, baby.
0: I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't I know ready. It. For that. <laughs> you were, you were. No, I just looked man. up and
1: saw. I was like, let me grab. We, we're in the war room. I got a little war in here too. That's <laughs> That's
0: a synchronicity right there, man. That's the universe there talking. Alignment. <laughs> Yes. No, seriously, man. It was an absolute pleasure. And I know this isn't the last time we'll be in touch. I'm going to stay connected because I'd love to hear more about what it is you're doing as things develop.
1: Okay. Thanks a lot, man. I
0: appreciate you guys. Thank
1: you for your time. Kindness is free. Spread the word.
0: Cheers, man. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Llanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.